Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our 13th podcast on PSC. I am your co-host, Kavya. I'm your co-host, Sanjay. And I'm your co-host, Shreya. So this week, we will be discussing Earth's history and the origin of life. So with that being said, we can just jump right into how the Earth was created. So approximately 4.6 billion years ago, the solar system was a cloud of dust and gas known as a solar nebula, and gravity collapsed the material on itself as it became, began to spin, and this caused the sun in the center of the nebula. And with this, a bunch of uh, material started forming up and clumping, and small, smaller particles drew together, bounded together by gravity into larger par- par- particles, and the solar wind in the universe swept away lighter elements such as hydrogen and helium and this left only rocks and big asteroids to create uh, planets like the earth yeah so at the like at the beginning the earth's rocky core was the first thing to like get created with heavy other with other heavy elements colliding and binding together and a lot of dense material was the ones were the ones that went to the center and the lighter material were the ones that created earth's crust and obviously, as we know, the, our, the Earth has a magnetic field, and this was also formed around this time. While gravity captured some of the gases that made the Earth planet's early atmosphere. So this basically sums up how 4.6 billion years ago, the Earth was created. And as we can see, the, it started with a rocky core, then we saw the magnetic field, and then we saw the early atmosphere. At this time, um, the early at- uh, atmosphere uh, was considered uh, poisonous um, if humans were there. Uh, there were not very, uh, there are not many gases, and uh, many uh, scientists theorized that the early atmosphere uh, had um, uh, elements such as hydrogen and helium, which are very rare today, but uh, since the Earth's gravity can't hold uh, those light elements for long enough, they were likely um, uh, pushed away uh, into the solar system. So how water arrived on Earth is a very interesting topic because most of our planet is water, but it didn't always have a bunch of uh, 75% of its surface area covered by water. So how some theories of how this might have happened is that uh, from the Big Bang, there was a big bunch, uh, bunch of energy that just sparked out, creating a massive shower of particles. And during the next three minutes, all these particles bumped and jostled together, and this created the first atomic nuclei. So these particles contain a lot of hydrogen, little helium, and some lithium. And hydrogen is obviously part of the molecular formula of water, which is uh, two hydrogens and one oxygen. But this is only how hydrogen uh, came about on Earth. So our next question is, what about oxygen? So this is where stars come into the picture. So when stars die, they create a big explosion into space, and these uh, explosions result in oxygen. And when this combines with hydrogen, this makes water. Yeah. So Earth's early history, uh, basically with Earth's early history, it tells us that surface water would have actually evaporated and went back into space. And the water that we're able to see today would have actually came long after the Earth was actually formed because the water that was originally there would have came back out into space. It's not what we are currently seeing on the Earth. 
And then after that, the astronomers realized that there's two major sources that have water, which are comets, as we can see, comets and both asteroids. So both comets and asteroids are coming from space and they have lots of ice. And when they collide with water, they have a lot, they have a, they, when they collide onto Earth, they obviously, the ice would melt and drop their water onto the Earth. So that's why they can conclude that these uh, water coming from the comets and asteroid could have delivered oceans worth of water that we're able to see today. Uh, that's right, because during the very early years uh, of Earth, um, it was bombarded by a lot of asteroids and um, comets. And the earliest evidence of water actually goes back to around uh, 3.8 uh, billion years. And an approximately like uh, 3.5 billion years, uh, the atmosphere became a lot uh, thicker. Like it had uh, elements such as carbon dioxide, uh, methane, um, water vapor, and there's other um, volcanic gases uh, because of other um, volcanic eruptions that were occurring on Earth at this time. So early life forms were the result of water. So for the first few billion years of Earth's formation, life was unable to form because the Earth's atmosphere was not fully developed yet. And there were many harmful gases in the solar system that would, uh, would make its way into the Earth, Earth's surface. So many microbial life forms have been discovered on Earth that could survive both the extreme highs and lows temperatures and acidity, salinity, and al alkalinity. So these are uh, not always, uh, so these discoveries are mostly centered on in water. So uh, there were many single-celled bacteria that survived in uh, near floor ocean levels and these lived essentially on the chemical energy in sunlight, in the absence of sunlight. Yeah, so these small single-celled organisms that we saw at like, you know, the oceans actually paved the way for many bigger multicellular organisms that we can see today. So there's no actual fact that's been established that we can like, you know, just conclude that would have led to this, but there are actually many different theories. One big theory is known as the Miller Array Theory, which was conducted by chemist Stanley Miller and Harold Array in 1953. And this is basically the, the classic experiment on the origin of life. So it basically established that the early Earth's atmosphere, uh, like as they like saw it, was able to produce like amino acids, which are basically the building blocks of life from other substances, which are aren't uh, which are basically like um, not actually like I guess living. So the way they conducted this experiment was they, he sent an electrical charge through a flask of a chemical solution of methane and methane, ammonia, hydrogen, and water, which are four different chemicals. So what they found was this created many other compounds which are really important to life, such as amino acids. Thus, this experiment pro uh, successfully proved mo produced molecules from other substances that are like you know not actually known to be like living to be present on like uh, to have been present on like the prebiotic Earth. And then another big theory was Darwin's theory, which was uh, basically set out in on the origin of species in 1859. And basically, this theory showed how the vast amount of life that we're seeing today—animals, plants, 
and you know how they could have all arisen from one common ancestor so instead of like you know each uh, different species being created individually they were all descendants from one one starting organism that lived millions of years ago which was known as the universal common ancestor and from there there was a lot of evolution that happened which led to many new type of species that we're seeing today why we have a lot of diversity but all the diversity was created from one original like ancestor uh, there were also many other ideas of uh, how uh, life arose on earth um, one of them was that life was brought uh, like the building blocks of life uh, were actually brought in by things like asteroids or uh, meteors that came and this this um this uh, idea in particular raises other questions about um forms of life in other places in the universe um yeah so another really big question to ask ourselves is how did multicellular organisms such as us as humans how did they result from bacteria so there is this one theory called the endosymbiotic theory that states that some of the organelles in eukaryotic cells, which are multicellular organisms, were once bacteria. So this is the thought that all life stems from one common ancestor. So we would all stem from a single bacteria. And what this endosymbiotic theory is, is that one uh, prokaryotic cell engulfs itself uh, into the mitochondria and the chloroplasts, which uh, divide to create two cells. And this might have evolved into uh, multicellular organisms, and through uh, constant evolution, it would have resulted in multicellular organisms such as all the animals we see today, and obviously humans. Yeah, so that's a pretty cool idea. I think that as we can see right now, I think this whole idea about how you know, we all like evolved from one like common ancestor is pretty compelling. And I think we can see a lot of evidence from that today. As we look at many different types of species, we can see that a lot of species that we now consider different actually have a lot of like common like traits, such as we can also see like, you know, maybe like we can also see how like many other organisms closer to humans actually have very close traits and are actually having many similar ones. So what this can show us is there was actually, you know, a common ancestor that might have lived a while ago. And then maybe, you know, they split for some reason. And that's why obviously we're still going to be sharing some traits, but then also there'll be some different ones. So that's why I think that this idea about evolution would probably be a pretty compelling idea, given the evidence that we see today on Earth. Yeah, that's also a really good point, because if you look at some uh, dinosaurs that existed billions of years ago, they're kind of similar to the, um, to the animals we have today. For example, a velociraptor has similar elements of the wings compared to like a common sparrow or any type of bird. So there's a bunch of different uh, evidence that can be linked to, and it's not even, it's not always explicit because uh, the bones in our hand can also be linked to the fins of a dolphin. So this just shows to be how widespread this evolution truly is. So I think that just wraps about, that about wraps our uh, podcast. So if you are liking our podcast, stay tuned for next week's podcast by our new hosts. Thanks for watching.